I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's episode comes direct from you guys. One of our listeners, he had joined our, our Discord, and he posted up this Ford OBS truck and was telling us a little bit about the background on it. Uh, it's got a come and swap in, and he's done nearly all the work himself. It's a really cool story. So he's going to be joining us today to go through the background on the truck, um, why he gravitated towards not just the truck itself, but then also the engine, the transmission. I want to encourage you guys, make sure you head on over to our Discord. You're going to find a link down below. You're going to see a code on the screen. It's completely free to join. We've got tons of sections. This is where we're able to really get amazing stories from the diesel community. It's from you guys posting up your trucks, asking questions, suggesting guests that we should have, or even topics that we should cover. Uh, there's places if you have a Cummins, you got a Duramax, you got a Power Stroke, <clears throat> maybe you're in the market for a truck and you're wanting to know, hey, um, you know, what are some things I should look out for with this LML or the 6.7 Cummins or this 11 to 14 6.7 Power Stroke? There's a lot of really knowledgeable people there and I definitely want to see you guys over there. Also, um, if you're looking to be able to be even more involved with the podcast, if you want to be an executive producer for an episode, you want to have uh, the ability to see episodes nobody sees anywhere else, we got a link down below for our Patreon. It's as low as $3 a month. And what that allows us to do is allows us to grow, allows us to get better, allows us to be able to do things that, uh, you know, quite frankly, we never dreamed we'd be able to do this. We didn't think we'd be on year six of, of doing a podcast talking about diesel trucks, but you guys have kept us going, supported us. And if you'd like to be more involved, it's a great way to do it. All right, let's get to today's episode with AD talking about his Ford OBS power stroke, his come and swap, all the work that went into it and what his plans are for the future. Ad, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm I've been really looking forward to chatting with you since you posted up your truck on Discord, and uh, Ford OBSs are always really popular, and you got a lot going on under the hood. So I'm excited to have you on today, learn more about the the build, your passion for you know diesel performance and building a truck, and and uh, getting some other people out there excited if they got some projects sitting around they've been wanting to tackle. Um, you know, you've done a ton of that truck, so it'll be a great resource for for them, and look forward to hearing more. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I've uh, been looking forward to it. I know that uh, me and you have kind of been bouncing back and forth as far as schedule goes, but worked out, so appreciate it. Yeah, it worked out perfect. So tell me a bit about uh, about the, the truck itself. How what, what interested you in it You know, to start? Was it, uh, have you always been a diesel guy? Was it something that uh, you know, maybe you just got into recently? What, what's the story behind your interest in diesel and then specifically this truck? So... Uh, in the nineties, I was pretty fortunate growing up. Uh, my dad owned a oil field business in, uh, Southwest Wyoming. And, uh, he actually bought four OBS Fords brand new off the law. And I was just a wee little kid. So <laughs> seeing my dad roll up in a brand new OBS Ford and it was like, I mean, it's been, you know, etched in me from when I was a child, but, you know, I remember driving down to Salt Lake from Evanston, Wyoming and picking up a brand new 96 uh, OBS cabin chassis and me looking out the back window, you know, checking out, looking at the open wheels in the back of it and stuff. <laughs> and there's no bed on it. And it was, it was a pretty cool experience, you know, and uh, that's what's got me hooked on them. So um, my dad actually currently still has an OBS. So it's really interesting how trucks when we're younger, they, they just get etched in our minds, whether it's, a Ford OBS or a second gen or first gen Cummins or some of the GM trucks or, um, yeah, just 
they always stay with us. And then as we get older, we always we want to get one and we want to do things to them. And, you know, as, as, the as you thought about doing this, you know, what, um, you know, what kind of plan did you have in place for this truck or what were your initial thoughts, you know, when you got it of, Hey, this is, this is the build that I want to undertake. So initially the whole reason that this truck was even purchased was, uh, me and my dad were actually working in North Dakota in the oil field and, it came up for sale as a repo auction at a local bank in a small town of like 1200 people. And, uh, we went and looked at it and the guy's like, you know, I wouldn't pay too much. The guy at the bank, he said, I wouldn't pay too much for it. He's like, go over, talk to the Ford dealer. And we took it over there and they told us everything that was wrong with it, blah, blah, blah. So we went and talked to him. The guy's like, that's good running. OBS has a bad transmission, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know what it's worth. They're, worth i mean this was in 2011 so you know they were selling cheap back then they really were so uh um we ended up getting it that way was through me and my dad were actually working in north dakota and had my mom go bid on it and she's the one that actually won uh won the truck for us for 1300 bucks so wow that's a deal yeah so it had a obviously it was originally a 7.3 power stroke uh when i got it, it had 300,000 miles on it it was automatic trans was shot um I made the mistake of putting another, like just a factory or not a factory reband, but a remand E4OD in it. And when I took the core in and took the core in for the uh, torque converter, the guy, the guy was like, man, this is a triple disc torque converter that he was looking at that I took out. And I was like, oh, whatever. As he hands me this like AutoZone torque converter. <laughs> and I was like, well, that one don't look as good, but I was like, oh, whatever. Well, uh, when I got the truck, it had, it had some baby swamps injectors in it. It was intercooled. It had uh, custom tunes on it. it. Had 35s, and it ate that transmission fast. <laughs> it really <laughs> did. <laughs> it did not last very long. It lasted actually a thousand miles out of the warranty. So at that point, I swapped in a ZF5 uh, five-speed because obviously I was I was really kind of on a budget, but I wanted something that was reliable, and I didn't want to pay the money for a built auto at the time. So ended up swapping it for that and drove it and drove it and drove it and drove it back and forth to North Dakota, back and forth, back and forth to Wyoming, all over the place, chasing drilling rigs. And uh, I ended up getting laid off from the oil field in like 2016 ish. And I kept the truck of course, cause uh, well, let me go back a little bit <laughs> in between there. I bought a 6.0 from my uncle. It was a uh, clean one owner. I really regret getting rid of it because it was a 2006 uh, F-350 Dually crew cab long bed. Had 100,000 miles on it. It was mint condition. And just like me and you were talking about earlier, wanted a 6.4 because they make <laughs> all kinds of power. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> instead of me just keeping the truck because it was a good truck and whatever, I went down and bought a 6.4. And, of course, intake exhaust and a tune. And I was happy with a you know race truck with 600 horsepower and it was i mean it was they're fast trucks from the factory when you yeah. put that stuff on them so and uh anyways got laid off i still had this and i ended up selling my 64 because i didn't want to have a payment and whatever so i held on to it because it was the actually the first diesel that i had bought so um held on to it and kept driving it and driving it and driving it and the old 73 just 
was getting tired. I put 525,000 miles on it wow. and uh, it had quite a bit of blow by and you could tell that it was weak in a couple of cylinders because when you would rip on it real hard, it really wasn't quite that smooth. You could definitely tell it wasn't 100 percent and uh, told myself I wasn't going to wasn't going to pull it out and put another one in there until it died and it would not die. <laughs> so it was like, I, and it, I wasn't really trying that hard. I mean, there's one thing to drive it hard, but there's another thing to be stupid to try to blow the thing up. And I wasn't doing that. I was just driving it like I normally would. And uh, the way things happened, I actually bought a seven, three that I was going to pull the engine and transmission out of to put in this truck from the company that I work for here. And me and a friend did some dealing and this and that. And next thing you know, I ended up with a P pump 12 valve Cummins sitting there. And I still had the ZF six from the super duty. And I really, at that point, I was like, you know, I've always wanted a OBS with a Cummins. And it. it was one of those things that um, I've always really liked the way the Cummins runs just because of the fact that it, it reminds me of a small version of like a big truck engine. Cause it really acts just like a big truck engine and yeah. a lot of aspects. And uh, you know, everybody has had their words with me about me pulling a seven, three power stroke out <laughs> to put a Cummins in it, but you know, it is my truck and that was my choice. So, um, I ended up, uh, doing a lot of research online. One of the biggest resources I actually found was, uh, the Fummins tech page on Facebook that actually has around 26,000 members. And I mean, a lot of the guys are very helpful. They're actually more helpful than a lot of, uh, you know, it's quicker to get on there and ask questions than to actually do the research. There's a lot of guys that are very, very good with helping you out and whatever. And then there's a lot of people that are actually suppliers that are also on there for the swap parts. Um, you know, you can go through companies like diesel conversion specialists. There's, there's quite a few others. You can buy full kits to swap them and, not saying don't go that route, but if you want to save some money to put some money in other parts of the build, uh, piecing all this stuff together is definitely the way to go. Um, that way you can do it exactly like you want to. And, you know, you know, you know, the part numbers of everything and, you know, <laughs> you know, you've had your hands on every little bit of it. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, I used uh, Wild Horse Manufacturing ZF6 adapter. Uh from the 12 valve to the ZF6. I use Carrot Customs engine mounts. And I did a lot of research on all this stuff before I, you know, purchased any of it because as you know, there's a lot of a lot of companies you buy and you have to end up modifying the stuff you get to make yeah. it work, especially when you're talking about doing a swap with something that didn't have the engine in it originally. So now when um, you were now when you were <clears throat> thinking of, you know, you you're gonna do the swap and when it came to the engine side of it or the power or the use, what were your goals there? Was it something you're setting up to be like the ultimate daily driver, be able to tow if you needed to, or was it a little bit more performance to it? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, the, the engine I bought is actually, so it uh, was my friends. We worked out a deal with me and trading him for that seven, three that was in that truck. And I, you know, gave him cash on top and, there was a lot of trading and wheeling and dealing involved, but it is a uh, mild built 12 valve. So it has uh, hardened rods. It has uh, delipped uh, factory cast pistons, uh, has main uh, main studs in it. Um, 
and then it's fire ringed and studded and everything. Uh, and it's got a uh, shied street cam in it, push rods, valve springs, you know, the whole, the whole nine as far as that goes. So the engine will be able to handle basically anything that my wallet will be able to handle. Um, I want to build the truck to be a daily driver, but I would like to sled, I would like to try sled pulling with it. Um, that's where I'm kind of torn because you have to put quite a clutch into the truck to sled pull with it. And that right there will just straight erase the whole daily driver part. Unless you're, <laughs> you know, there's, there's certain, there's certain give and take you have to have yeah. when it comes to, um, and of course, power wise, I would ultimately, um, like I said, I did own my six, four and it was about 600, uh, you know, with the tune and whatever on it. And I would really like for this truck to make around 600. So, um, and I think that you could still keep somewhat streetable with a 12 valve since it's full mechanical, you, you know, you get, you know, people can argue all day long one way or another, but you get far past that as far as mechanical, uh, injection pump and all that stuff goes it, it it takes away a lot of the enjoyment of driving the truck when you're just trying to drive it smoothly it really is you know what i mean it's uh yeah i think that's one of the things why that swap can be so popular is because you you start at a point where if you want 600 it's pretty not necessarily easy but i mean you can attain it say easier than other platforms or if you want to take it to well past a thousand you can or if you want to keep it at 400 450 you know it's all it's all right there and i think that you know if i was doing a swap i would definitely look at that aspect of it is it can it can i grow with it so maybe you want 600 now maybe in the future you want a little more maybe maybe uh you know you want to pull it back a little bit and just drive it every day it's i think that's what makes it yeah. so cool about just the five nine in general is the freedom you have with going so many different directions Exactly. And that was, that was really my deciding factor in swapping a 12 out. Well, ultimately what I wanted to do was put a six, seven common rail in it. Um, and I, you know, I, and I still could in the future, that's definitely not, you know, out of the cards as far as doing that in the future. But, um, everybody was telling me, Oh, just, just build a seven, three, just build a seven, three. And, you know, a lot of people, I'm 100% not against seven threes. I absolutely love that engine. It's amazing. They are definitely more expensive and more challenging to make power with than a 12 valve. And, uh, you know, there's other aspects to it that make this swap, like you said, so desirable. Um, I can pull the turbo off this truck in about five minutes. You can't do that if it had a seven three in it. Uh, you know, not that that's something that you do all the time, but it's just an example of, you know, yeah. the ease of working on a 12 valve uh, or really a, a Cummins in general. They're fairly simple engines to work on comparatively to most other diesels. It's but really, that's, that's, that's really what, what drove me to do a 12 valve swap was a lot of the simplicity of it, ease of making power, easier on the wallet. <laughs> when it comes to that, <laughs> yeah, I've done a few episodes with uh, some guys who have seven threes, and um, you know, one of them built it. It's building it to race, and it was really cool to hear his perspective on it. And I've done some other episodes where you know they're they're extremely clean trucks, and the guys put so much time and effort into them. And I've really, it's been cool to see kind of the resurgence of the OBS body style because, like, when I got into 
diesels, I was I really kind of honed in on the third gen. They were new at that time. And that's what I kind of gravitated towards. And I learned a little bit about the Duramaxes. We talked about six fours and other things. But it seems like the OBS market and just the attention that they get is crazy. I see it on Instagram pages all the time. I don't remember the names of them, but they show trucks for sale. And it's like the price they command is way more than it used to be. And that's the aftermarket's grown for it and the, the parts you can get from different places. And it's it's uh, really been something cool for me to learn about is how passionate people are who love that body style and the attention and the way they build them is, is so cool. Whether it's a 7.3 that they're making tons of power with or doing a swap, um, you know, like you got a 12 valve with a ZF transmission behind it. Like that's cool. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's so fun to be able to, you know, chat with guys like yourself and just learn more about, uh, about the trucks and then how you guys approach building them. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was really cool. You know, it's crazy to see, especially like now you see the trucks coming out and whatever else. And, you know, you don't know what's going to be worth money in the future. It was kind of like the whole muscle car era. You didn't, you yeah. know, nobody, nobody that grew up then knew that they were going to be worth what they're worth now, you know, and my dad bought all those new. And I, I literally watched my dad drive a couple of those tr trucks. Just, he just beat the, he beat them because they're, <laughs> they're extremely durable trucks. And that's why a lot of them have lasted as, as long as they have. I mean, I, you really can't drive anywhere without seeing an OBS cruising around. And most of the time you'll see one that's a seven, three power stroke. And uh, like you said, a lot, you know, the guys that the guys that do have them and that take really good care of them, they, these trucks can fetch a really big penny when it comes to, you know, especially if they're all original and uh, you know, this, this one, I mean, you, you see, uh, you see swap trucks sell all the time and depending on, you know, what kind of condition they're in and what kind of, uh, effort somebody put into the swap, you can see them sell for quite, quite a chunk of change. And, you know, that's not what I'm after because I'm planning on keeping this, but, uh, you know, like you said, they're, they're, they got, they got a, a fan base for sure. And the people that have them have a big, big pride in them. And, you know, I like, I love this truck. So <laughs> <laughs> now when it came to doing the work and, you know, you get the parts together and everything, and you know you're going to set the motor in and do everything did you do it all yourself or did you have some friends help you or some shops help you or you know, how did you tackle the actual swap itself from a labor standpoint so i my friend offered for me to do the swap at his house and i don't regret that whatsoever because he had a forklift and he had a lot of you know he had a big uh, semi tranny jack and he had he had a lot of the tools that i didn't have you know at my disposal for a lot of a lot of it but i did i would say at least 95 percent of it and most of it was all anything that i needed help with it was usually because it was either heavy lifting i needed a spotter uh needed somebody to hold the other end of a tape measure um fire watch you know that kind of, <laughs> that kind of stuff so um yeah i did basically everything from beginning to end on the truck from and What's really cool about this is actually I pulled, I have a video of it last, uh, so uh, 2021 Memorial Day weekend was the last time that this truck actually ran with the 7.3 Power Stroke in it. So it wasn't that long ago, but it was, uh, you know, from beginning to end, I really pushed myself um, on this. I saved a lot of money before I did it, obviously, because it's quite substantial. It's it is substantial but it's not in all things you know in the grand scheme of things because it's not like you're buying a new truck you are just putting money into an older one and you know it is cheap in reality but um 
yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have any help of any shops or anything as far as, uh, you know, helping me actually do the swap or anything. What was, what would you say was the toughest part of it or what gave you the biggest headaches? Was it something electrical? Was it fitting something in? Was, was it, uh, you know, just something you came across that was unexpected that you thought, I wish I would have known this before I got into it. Cause I would have prepared for it. Well, um, I, I don't want to necessarily say I wanted to know about or, or that I wish I would have known about it before because I did and I kind of knew how much work it was going to be, but it ended up being a lot more work was fitting the ZF6 in it. Um, everybody, because you wouldn't even, you don't even realize it until you see them next to each other, but a ZF6 is far bigger than a ZF5. And uh, I actually cut the whole trans tunnel out of a Super Duty and put it into this truck so that I, so what I was after was ease of service in the future if I need to pull the trans in and out. And, and that was as far as the motor too, as far as the firewall goes and everything, everybody, everybody tells you to massage the firewall or massage the floor to get the trans to fit. And it's like, you know what that means? They're just beating on it with a hammer. And that's wasn't, you know, that's wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to actually make things clearanced and make it to where, you know, everything was easy to get in and out if I needed it to and whatever. But as far as putting that trans tunnel in there, that was the most time consuming and also that it was at the point, you know, you cut the trans tunnel out of your truck that was perfectly running two weeks ago. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, what, what it, like <laughs> really makes you think there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, always really, it's really interesting to hear, to hear the different parts of it. Cause I, I've talked with some, uh, some people have done swaps and they talk about, you know, just getting the engine to fit and how they have to set it back into whatever platform they're doing it or the electrical side was really tough. And, um, I was really curious about the ZF six and cause I've seen some, um, not that I'm an expert on swaps or anything like that, but I've seen the ZF fives, but ZF six is definitely more rare as far as what I've come across. And so I was, I was definitely curious how that all fit together with the body, the engine, <clears throat> the interior, everything. Yeah, and uh, so one of the biggest tricks with uh, putting a Ford transmission behind a 12-valve is, um, you know, that with a Dodge transmission and a 12-valve, the starter is on the left side of the engine, and on a Ford, it's on the right side. So in order for me to fit the starter, the bell housing, the whole nine, fit uh, a four-inch downpipe past the starter and all that, um, it was a challenge. And not only that, the... The 7.3 ZF6 is actually, the bell housing is a lot larger than a 6.0 or a 6.4 ZF6. Those are actually the ones that are more sought after for swaps because the bell housing is, uh, just the way it's shaped is more friendly for making it fit. So really, it was it was a challenge. It really was to make it fit. Um, I was prepared for it because I had, I had that truck that I had bought and it was a, a Super Duty ZF6 from the factory. So, you know, I had the whole trans tunnel that I was able to cut out of that other truck right there close to me. And, you know, I, I prepared myself for it, but it was more challenging than what I was expecting. Cause you see pictures online and everything and you see guys cutting the floor out with a grinder and all this. And like I said, I was glad my friend had some tools available. He had a nice uh, plasma. I was able to use just whip out the floor. I mean, there's certain things like that that make life so much easier when it comes to when it comes to doing certain things like, you know, even just cutting the floor out like that. 
how long did it take from when you first started to when you fired up the the 12 valve and were able to drive it um it was about uh five five or five or six months i would say was about how long it was and uh the first time i drove it i was sitting on a steel milk crate and <laughs> the brakes <laughs> didn't work very well and i mean you know uh my friend was trying to talk me oh you just get it get it finished get it finished before you drive it and i'm like dude get in the truck <laughs> like we get, gotta at least go around the block and i mean after all that work it you know it absolutely fills you with joy when you actually go drive it around and you're just like and especially now that i have it more uh refined as far as you know getting got the full interior in it and everything's all buttoned up and um it, it drives just like it came from the factory that way and that was one thing that i was really after what's uh what's what's coming up next for it is it going to be getting into that sled pulling side or maybe the power or there's some things you want to do interior exterior you know appearance what's what's kind of coming up next for you so what i'm planning on doing next is actually building a compound setup for it um and then uh doing some stuff obviously on the fueling side because currently it's uh it's just it's just got a, a 160 pump and it's just got basically it's just got a couple of mods to it as far as afc mods and stuff factory injectors it's got just factory hx35 on it but my plan is to uh bump up the fuel quite a bit um whether that be sending the pump off and actually having somebody go through it and make sure that it's uh 100 you know putting either i don't want to just throw delivery valves in it and you know big injectors and go that way i would actually like to send it out because the p pump that's in it actually has quite a few miles on it but um i'd like to get it all refined that way and then I would like to do a, since it's a manual, I'd like to do a quicker spooling set of compounds, but something that can still make 600 to 700 somewhere in there. And maybe even, you know, maybe even more than that, but I, I would just like it to be streetable because right now it spools instantly. And it's like, I would, I would really like to get a set of compounds that are similar to that. And I'm going to be building it all myself. So it's going to be, it's going to be uh quite interesting so that'll be first as far as getting some power to it um and then i would really like to get it painted this is the original paint that's on it and it's got uh like i said it has five hundred twenty-five thousand miles on it um it's never been painted before it's never had any body work done to it it's not doesn't have any rust uh most of it will be a scuff and shoot have somebody re repaint the truck completely um, my plan is to paint it red again, probably the new modern Ford red though. Um, just more of a fire engine type color, but I want it to be a little bit brighter and, um, that's my plans. But one thing's for sure is I would really like to drive it and enjoy it some more. Cause really I've only put 200 miles on it. Um, oh, yeah. mainly because mainly because the weather recently and we just got out of winter. I didn't want to, after doing the whole suspension and everything on the truck, I didn't want to go straight drive it in the salt here in Utah. So. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's what's so, you know, when I think of, I, I've never done anything like this, but if I did, I know I would have a lot of fun probably once it was done and drivable like yours is, but then being able to stop and go, okay, this pump has a lot of miles on it. I want to send it out, get it redone. Um, yeah, I want to know exactly what was done to it, what kind of injectors I'm putting into it and just have maybe even not just mental notes, but write it all down. And so, you know, intimately like every part of that truck, 
everything that's going on with it, when it was replaced, what was done to it. There's just, I think as an enthusiast, there's just, I don't know, it's like this peace and serenity that you kind of get of knowing every little thing, every little detail about that truck, you know. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it, uh, you know, after pulling the 7.3 out of it and putting this in there, I mean, I've put my, I've put my fingers on every, almost, basically almost every square inch of the truck. I yeah. know, you know, I know inside and out now, and uh, there's obviously going to be certain things that I will forget because there's, you know, a lot of stuff as far, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes into it that, you know, you'll forget about, or, you know, what did I do here? Or where's this wire run from? And, you know, not that there's very many left, but you know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. That's... But there's, there's a lot to be, a lot to be said as far as, you know, there's a satisfaction in being able to go through a whole truck like that and, you know, having, having your mind set on a goal with the, with the truck and having everything once, once you're done, you know, there's a, a lot to it. That was one of the things that grabbed my attention when, when you posted on our, uh, our discord server is it just, I could tell you had a lot of pride in the truck. I could tell that you had a plan with it. I could tell that, you know, it was something you invested a lot of time into. And those are always some of my most enjoyable, you know, podcast episodes to do is to chat and see how you guys do this stuff and, and, and the, the process that you, that you go through with it. And I can't wait to see when you get it painted and you got the compounds on it and you, you know, you post up on there, let us know, you know, how it's doing. Cause it, it's, it's a beautiful truck. And like I said, I know the time that you've put in and it's so cool to see, like you said, you've done about 95% of it and just needed help when something was heavy or you needed a spotter or something like that. And, uh, I think that's really at the, uh, the heart of, you know, diesel enthusiasts is we're independent. You know, we like to do things. We like to, you know, kind of take these head on, learn on our own, figure it out and, and put it together. So I think you've done a fantastic job. I know there's going to be a lot of people that uh, are going to hear this episode or see it on YouTube and, uh, Definitely keep us updated, you know, on, on our Discord. We'll have a link down below for people to jump on, um, you know, and join. But, yeah, post up pictures. Let us know. I know there's some guys there that are, you know, looking at doing swaps. They have OBSs, and they're, you know, doing tons of things. So it was really cool. And I appreciate you posting up and just saying, hey, check out my bill. This is, you know, this is what I've been working on because it's it, it's a really cool project. Hey, I appreciate it big time. And uh, thanks for uh, creating the old Discord server and everything for everybody because, like we talked about, it reminds me a lot of the old forums. So more guys we get on there and the more minds we have, uh, I think will benefit everybody. And I definitely will keep, keep you updated in the future with the truck. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You guys definitely keep me on my toes over there with, there's tons of questions I can't answer and I'm trying to find guests to get on and ask things or <laughs> you come along with a really cool build like this. And, and, uh, so I know people are going to be asking you stuff, but I appreciate your time today chatting with us. Um, it's a beautiful truck. Look forward to seeing, you know, all that you do with it. And, uh, I'm sure you'll inspire some people out there that maybe have wanted to do this or they got a project they've been looking at and, uh, you know, they jump in and build the exact truck that they want. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, Patrick. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to our Discord. You're going to find a link down below. I want to see you guys on there. We're trying to get to 500 members on there. We're super close. I know you guys can help us get there and do it. Post up your truck, ask questions, tell us if there's a guest or a topic that you want covered. Uh, it's a great place for all of us to be able to get together, 
be able to chat about parts, chat about things going on. It's a really cool place. Also, if you're looking to support the podcast even more, we have a link to our Patreon down below. It's a way to help us get better, help us grow. I want to give a shout out to a couple of our Patreon supporters that uh, that have done just that. Texas Diesel Supply, Rights Diesel Services, Caleb. We appreciate them. All of our Patreon uh, subscribers, all of you who listen on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, subscribe on YouTube, follow our Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all that you guys do for us. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.